Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's we had a hard time together, together. Yes, it's a hard time. We had a hard time together. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and cannabis lifestyle guide. I started out my colorful journey as a cannabis content creator five years ago. As a professional marketer and corporate storyteller, I felt highly equipped to create and build my own brand. But when it came to growing and promoting Casually Baked, there were suddenly hurdles I never had to jump as a mainstream marketer. Those no-brainer ways to gain traction weren't available. And the path of least resistance? (laughs) Is that a thing for content creators in cannabis? As with most things in life, money talks, so the folks with the fattest wallets have the share of voice. On stage at conferences or through big activations at the cannabis trade shows or these celebrity endorsers and point-of-sale marketing and dispensaries and pricey billboards along busy freeways. Without a budget or a team, you got to give yourself the mother of all breaks and decide to create your content as an act of service to the community. That's what I did. If I tried to compete, I'd wake up feeling like a failure most days, and I probably wouldn't still be passionate about this podcast. So today, for myself and the rest of you content creators out there, I'm pulling back the curtain on cannabis content with my new friend and fellow creator, Aaron Richard. Aaron is the co-founder and creative director of WeedTube, a censor-free social site for cannabis enthusiasts. WeedTube advocates for both the cannabis industry and our community, and has become one of the largest and fastest-growing platforms in cannabis. But before we dive in, a word from our sponsor, MJ Relief, the muscle rub PhD formulated for what aches and pains you. Today, I'm sharing another one of my stories of relief. As a writer and content creator, I spend hours every day pounding away on a keyboard and maneuvering a mouse. On a bad day, I'll get what my motocross friends call arm pump. 
My forearms tighten to the point where I can't control my fingers. My arms feel heavy and tingly, and while the pain is manageable, it's an extremely uncomfortable feeling. The technical name for arm pump is chronic exertional compartment syndrome. It is an exercise-induced muscle and nerve condition that causes pain, swelling, and sometimes disability in the affected muscles of the legs or arms. Our muscles are encased in fascia. It's like the casing on a sausage link. It's not particularly flexible or giving, and when an overexercised muscle becomes pumped up with blood, it doesn't have anywhere to go. With a muscle expanding but meeting a solid barrier, aka the sausage casing, arm pump becomes the equivalent of a bandage wrapped too tightly. It's cutting off both blood flow to and from the muscle as well as leaving nerves tingling and not responding properly. So when this happens to me, my right arm is typically worse, you know, because of the keyboard and mouse combination. So I'll use my left hand to massage in some MJ relief, and then I just lay it down for about 15 minutes, and I give my body a break, and I let the muscle rub have time to do its thing. And I get kind of meditative, and I focus all of my energy into my right arm, and I, like, feel into the pain, but that's a hot tip. When I get some movement back in my right hand, I then massage the MJ relief into my left arm, and I vow to myself to only get on my phone or computer in case of emergency for the rest of the day. MJ relief is such a gift in my life, but so is listening to my body. If you want a CBD-infused, herbaceous, PhD-formulated topical that really works for muscle and joint relief, MJ Relief has got you covered. And when you pair that with work-life balance, man, it's relief on an 11. If you're feeling my arm pump and want some muscle and joint relief of your own, head over to mjskinrelief.com. That's mjskinrelief.com. And if you're already a fan of MJ Relief, please send a video or voice memo and let me share your story of relief on the podcast. And follow at MJ Skin Relief if you're a social butterfly. The Sustainability Roll-Up is presented by OCB Rolling Papers. In perfect harmony with natural sustainable practices, it's always been the OCB signature to provide the highest quality, responsibly sourced, and sustainably crafted rolling papers. In the age of knowing everyone's business, I find it interesting to follow the journey of important concepts, such as meditation, mindfulness, and sustainability. What starts out as fringe ideas, they creep into culture and community and into dinner conversation. And finally, marketing messages. And when that happens, when the advertising community gets a hold of them, the concepts soon after get labeled buzzwords. But in reality, that just means they've reached critical mass. It's laughable to think that someone might consider themselves too cool for mindfulness or sustainability. I mean, because that's what happens with buzzwords. People get too cool for them then it's not cool to like the cool people anymore. It's so confusing. But do you know what is cool and not confusing? Mindfulness and sustainability go hand in hand. 
I've never met a mindful human that didn't believe in sustainability. Imagine when everyone in the world understands the core concepts of mindfulness and sustainability and recognizes that change always starts first within and then at home and in our local community. Perspectives will shift and solutions will materialize. Seriously, it's inevitable. But first, you got to practice what you preach. Make time to meditate this week and evaluate your home practice. Notice little ways you can live more sustainably. My own recent example is that I purchased bamboo fruit and veggie bags so I could start saying no to the plastic bags at the farmer's market and grocery store. I also stopped purchasing the cotton wipes I use when I'm cleaning my face every day, and I replaced them with a pack of 12 washable bamboo rounds that come in a little mesh laundry bag. It feels good finding ways to limit the amount of trash I'm creating while also saving myself money in the long run. But I do draw the line at toilet paper. I've tried bamboo toilet paper, people. Never again. And when I saw washable toilet paper, I threw up in my mouth. Hard pass. It's okay to have limits. I get it. Just like toilet paper, not all rolling papers are created equal. That's why I only roll my joints using OCB rolling papers. Unlike most other brands that buy their paper from a third party, OCB oversees the entire papermaking process, ensuring a century of quality straight to your hands. OCB offers a full line of papers made with sustainable fibers, including flax, wood, organic hemp, and virgin natural wood fibers. And last year, OCB rolled out America's first ultra-thin, slow-burning bamboo rolling paper and cones. The 100% French-milled bamboo is unbleached and harvested responsibly. OCB rolling papers are chlorine-free, dye-free, bleach-free, GMO-free, and vegan. You'll love OCB even more because they make no-tear, even-burning rolling papers with natural, always-stick acacia gum grown in African fields that OCB has been reforesting for decades. Of course, you must be 21 and older to buy OCB rolling papers and to follow the natural wonders of OCB on social at OCB underscore USA. I've put my OCB cones on the shelf, I'll have you know, as I master the classic art of hand-rolling my joints. If there are any more of you grown-up joint-rolling novices out there, you need to learn the craft alongside me. Catch the Roll With Me video series live streaming on the Casually Baked YouTube channel. But now, it's also on the WeedTube and IGTV. If you haven't bought your rolling supplies yet, there's still time. Visit ocbusa.com backslash baked to get four booklets of OCB and a rolling tray for only $4.99. This bundle is worth 20 bucks and is around for a limited time, but the rolling skills and street cred we'll earn together, my friend, makes this bundle priceless. As for you OGs who can roll a joint while smoking one, I challenge you to sample the entire line of OCB products and let me know your favorite. Ask for OCB wherever you buy your papers. You'll find links to the OCB special offer as well as an interest form for joining me on an episode of Roll With Me in the podcast 190 show notes at casuallybaked.com. 
This podcast is for creators and the fans that love their content. Arend, formerly the gay stoner on YouTube, shares his experience of being deleted at 190,000 subscribers during the YouTube cannabis marketing purge in March of 2018. We discuss cannabis censorship and the toxicity of social and the hurdles of the pay-to-play model. We also share best practices for creators and ways to support the growth of WeedTube and cannabis's creative community. So smoke them if you got them and settle in for a creative sesh. It's time to get casually baked. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just take one. I wonder if YouTube is going to take this down, but... I only have 13,000 subscribers, so I don't have what Aaron had when he lost his channel on YouTube. So I wanted to give a forum to content creators in the cannabis space and talk about the realities of what life is like, where you can find cool cannabis content that you can support actual cannabis content creators. So Aaron, thank you so much for the work you do in the space and for joining us on the podcast. Joe, thanks for having me. It's really an honor to be here. This is probably my first time on YouTube. And gosh, honestly, like two years, I think I've avoided being on YouTube. So it's an honor to be here. And I would only do it for you, Joe. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So I want you to tell us your backstory with YouTube, because when you told me it fucking blew my mind, you were deleted after two years on on YouTube, on the platform, but tell us, you know, your subscribers, your income, what that really meant to you as a creator. Sure. I, uh, just to jump back into sort of like the beginning of the whole situation, I got started on YouTube because I was very much seeking a creative outlet in my life in some way and was very inspired by a lot of the content that was happening on YouTube at the time. I always reference like YouTubers like Grace Helbig, who just, I saw something that I wanted to be doing in their content. And so I started a YouTube channel. And at the time I was living in Colorado when medical weed was uh, legalized. And my doctor had personally recommended using cannabis to combat mastocytosis, which is a blood cell disease that I was born with. And so I fell into the cannabis hole in a very different way and found it to be one of the most helpful, incredible things in the world. And I just wanted to kind of share that message with other people, but also share with people how to use cannabis because it could be quite intimidating when you're not in it right away. You know what I mean? Like when your friend first hands you a pipe and is like, hit this, if you don't know what to do, you're like on the edge of like looking like you're, let's say not cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remembered going through that. And I remember thinking when I was making these uh, YouTube videos, I was like, I'm going to teach people how to smoke weed because that was something that was always very confusing for me. And I had tried a few things on YouTube before music videos. I went to college for opera singing. So I always thought I was going to be, you know, like Christina Aguilera, essentially. (laughs) Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. Very that. Hasn't worked out yet. (laughs) Stick with me, though. I'm only 30. (laughs) But yeah, I I started doing these cannabis-related videos, and they really took off. It was truly incredible how quickly this following built. And I built a channel in two years to 190,000-plus subscribers, which was um, more than I ever planned for. It was Uh, very, very cool. That's huge for anybody. So first of all, kudos for doing that. That's impressive. Thank you. Yeah, I think so. Too. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a tutor of my own horn in any way, shape, or form. But well, like, toot toot, I'll do it. 
it was kind of very interesting too because I I was known on YouTube as the gay stoner. That was kind of like my community gave me that name, and then I adopted <laughs> it, and I was like, yes, let's identify as that um, because it's so true. And um, I was like, if you're a cannabis business owner looking to expand into new markets and need guidance and support you can trust, consider Collateral Base a group that has done it before in multiple merit-based and limited market states. Collateral Base was founded by an experienced cannabis attorney with highly educated consultants with master's degrees and years of experience in the cannabis industry. The Collateral Base team is confident they know cannabis licensing better than any of their peers. And I encourage you to see for yourself. It just takes one phone call. If you're ready to expand your cannabis business into new limited markets, contact Collateral Base today at 309-306-1095. That's 309-306-1095. Or visit collateralbase.com. Halfway in this world of like LGBT content creators, and I was like halfway in this world of cannabis content creators, and the, the following that I amassed was really great for both. So I I am very proud of and and grateful for the people who subscribed to me and supported me on YouTube back in the day. If you're out there and you're watching this and you don't know where I am, I'm on the Weed Tube now. They deleted me. You guys get over there. Yes, we've already got a, a fan of yours in the comment section. So. Oh, I love that. I want to keep on this subject, but tangent, so I don't forget it because, you know, we both are casually baked, um, yes. that I want to talk about maybe tips for other people to help grow their content channel later on. Yeah, let's not forget that. That's yes. a, definitely one that I would love to talk about as well. So basically, social media is pay to play. And they went through and there was this mass deletion of a lot of cannabis content creators like you talk a little bit about what happened and then you know the grassroots efforts when all of you guys came back together and they're like hey we got to figure something else out yeah so it had always been a thing where like here and there you might get a strike on your channel if you were talking about cannabis uh for like the majority of the time that i was on youtube but there was this real turning point in february of 2018 and We've never gotten official reason why you can only assume it was like the advertisers complained and needed some of the content to be purged. And quite literally, like 90% of the cannabis related channels on YouTube at that time got taken down completely. And it happened in like a two month span of time. And when it started happening, everybody was just was talking about somebody needs to start our own, you know, weed tube where people can upload videos like this. Cause, um, I'm still I'm I know there's a new like weed kind of community here on YouTube, but back then it was like this huge, you know, like if they hadn't like stepped in and regulated it, I would not be shocked if the the weed community on YouTube would have been like half the size of the beauty community, which is a huge billion dollar community. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um they there were really some people gaining some traction and it well, was like this whole you had built $150,000 per year in revenue being an influencer on YouTube. Like, yeah. my mind's blown. I've never done that. That's insane money to just, boom, lose overnight. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Is like, the, that was the hard part, too. Because So we all started getting deleted. Um, saw my friends getting deleted. And, you know, at this point in time, I'm managing other 
YouTube personalities in the cannabis industry because there was this whole thing where like I started making good money, you know, like when I got to 100,000 subscribers, I would, you know, make good brand deals and stuff like that. And a lot of the people that I met along the way, they just didn't like, they were like, how do you, what are you doing here? Like, how are you? And you know, it's just uh, setting up brand deals is like, a lot of tedious little steps that you have to go through oh, yeah. to do it right and my entire sure my entire career has been in sales and marketing i started out building sports sponsorship packages for cbs sports and mm. yeah it's like thinking about every little thing like how can i monetize the bathrooms, the water stations mm. that, you know, like you got to figure out all the little nooks and crannies of where you can monetize and building right. these collaborative deals is a smart way to do that. Exactly. Very much so that. And uh, I, so I took on a lot of people managing them. I had ultimately we made it to like 10 to 20 people that we were getting brand deals for and stuff like that. Just a little small operation, me and my assistant back in the day. And we would just like get people good deals and get the brands what they wanted out of it. And it was really wonderful. And so since I knew all those people at the time, when everybody started to get deleted, I could be this center point hub of being like, okay, everybody, let's let's come together and let's do what everyone's saying needs to be done. And let's start our own weed tube. Because we were all just kind of waiting for someone to do it. And I was like, I don't know if anybody's going to do it unless we do it, you know? Yeah. And I so like that it. about you, Aaron. I like that a lot. My <laughs> saying is do it or don't, but do. And you did it. (laughs) I did it. There is, well, I don't know if that's a Shakespeare quote that works in this reference, but there is to do or die. Is that Shakespeare? I don't know. There is not to reason why there only is to do or die. Someone in the comments knows the correct way to say that and is not casually baked enough to remember. (laughs) But yeah, so very lucky enough to know all those people, brought them all together. We raised uh, the money that we needed to start WeedTube out right away to get uh, something up for people just in general within 72 hours. A lot of us pitched in our own money as well to start the platform back then as well, like right away. And we launched the WeedTube right away, which was such an incredible thing to do because I can't imagine if we didn't have WeedTube and I would have lost my channel because I mean, it was like my whole career. I had worked in restaurants before that for years, managing them, opening them, working like front of house customer service management, was getting really great at it, could have built a whole career out of hopping around New York City doing that. And then my YouTube channel took off. And so I just kind of like went with it and kind of like left those old jobs behind, ended up becoming incredibly financially stable because of YouTube. Thanks YouTube for what it was back in the day. Not from YouTube either, by the way. They never gave me any money. It was the brands that gave me money to do things. Yeah. And I was going to mention that because I may get several thousand or, you know, 10 or 20,000 views on something. And I don't make money that way either. I have to do brand collaborations because they'll give you like a penny (laughs) for something. Right. And just a semi-small tangent, that's a reality when we started WeedTube that I realized a lot of people don't realize, like, it is hard to make money from YouTube. Even if you are a fully uh, family-friendly, monetizable, no-issue channel that doesn't say curse words or do anything wrong, even if, you're, if you check all the boxes, you need to be making millions of views to get paid. It is... Because uh, when we first started WeTube, people were like, oh, I got like a few thousand views. And I'm like, even on YouTube, we, I can't. You know what I mean? Like, so it takes a lot. You have to get a lot of attention to get the kind of money from YouTube that you 
that you see other people getting, you know what I mean? Tangent over. Well, and layering on top of that tangent is how much time it takes to create good quality content. And then for somebody to just consume it and be like, that was great. Give me more. I need more. What's next? What's next? And you're like, shit, like this isn't paying my bills. This is my hobby that is turned into an active service that's turned into a, a ball and chain. <laughs> like I can't keep up. That very much describes it. Yeah. I mean, I had millions of views on YouTube when my channel was deleted. I don't think I ever made over a thousand dollars from AdSense or anything. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think that's important for people to know. Um, you know, and the fact that it's all pay to play, like I said before, that, you know, the people that do get those eyeballs are the giant brands that can spend thousands or millions of dollars for an annual sponsorship. Mm-hmm. By the way, if any of those brands are listening right now, I've got some wonderful opportunities over at WeTube coming right on up for you. So give me a call. <laughs> Ding. Now, yeah, is that no, the weedtube.com or just weedtube.com? You can go to theweedtube.com. You can go to weedtube.com. You can go to, have you seen how the kids say weed on TikTok now? No, I'm not. I oh, do not touch TikTok. It's, they spell it O U I D, like the French word we, weed. Uh huh. So you can go to that weedtube.com. You, there's so many different places you can go. I dig it. There. Okay. Yeah. So you helped organize this grassroots efforts. You know, that's very important for people who live in communities where they're like, okay, I feel like I'm the only, you know, pro-cannabis person where I live. You know, how can I find more? So what were some of those things that you did getting these people together to put in their own money and all of that kind of stuff? Like, how did you, you know, rally the troops, so to speak? I think it's laying a foundation of integrity and character with every individual you come across and interact with in a way that when you call them for something, they'll be there for you. You know yes. what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I, I don't think it's really anything more than just what my relationships were with those people. Yeah. Okay. And also no one else would do it. So they just had to, <laughs> they had to get behind <laughs> me because no one else was doing it. Totally. Okay. So how long has the weed two been up? Where, what is today? We're almost in June 2021. We've been up for just over three years. Okay. Now, I just recently, after learning about you and some of the stuff that you were doing in the community, made a point to stop what I was doing one day, go over there, set up a channel, and I've started uploading my new series, Roll With Me, on WeedTube. And so another thing that I want to do is give you a voice, give these other cannabis content creators a voice. And I feel like it's important if we know about it to Mm. go there first. You know, if we're looking for good cannabis content, try WeedTube before you jump on YouTube. You know, I, I see the irony. We're on YouTube right now. But yeah. I don't get kicked off of YouTube because I am highly responsible cannabis content. And they leave me alone for now. So you think so. I thought too, maybe not though. But also just to add on to that, I appreciate that so much. And yes, I agree with you. And for, you know, like the first two years of WeedTube, I would have, you'd like 100% agreed with you and left it at that. But I also just want to say it's our responsibility as WeedTube too. And we recognize that we need to bring the community the best platform that we can and what they deserve. So we have a lot of really great stuff in the works Basically, if I can have a tiny tangent again, 
there's so many different cannabis social medias popping up. None of them are the size of WeedTube. We're so lucky to have what we have. Um, but there's so many popping up trying to fill these niches. And I think what really needs to happen is since we're already a niche community, you have to have a platform that does it all for you. And so we're trying to bring it all as soon as we can with the long form content, like what we have, like what YouTube was. And then we're trying to get live streaming, uh, real style content, like how TikTok size videos are, mm -hmm. stories, so many other things. So we're really trying to, and a news feed, we're trying to, oh, sesh audio rooms. I'm not even allowed to talk about all of this. Someone on my team is going to get very mad at me for saying all of this. But see this though, <laughs> you are creating what I am dreaming of because I am so angry with social media and I feel like I'm in a bad relationship with them that I can't get out of. Sure. You know, it's like, well, I have to be there because that's where my listeners are, but I don't want to be there. And, you know, we all know it sucks to do something you don't fucking want to do. Yes. And, and the thing is, is about social media is different people have different, uh, experiences and, uh, and abilities when it comes to different social medias. And so with us being cannabis, you know, some of us are on YouTube, some of us are on Instagram, some of us are on Twitter and TikTok and all of those things, but we all are at risk of being deleted and censored. So when you get deleted, where do you go? Your little niche platform where nobody's going to see you? Or what if there's a central place where everybody knows, hey, this person will be here if anything happens, you know, right. but also it's a cool place to spend your time. Yeah. And I, I like that, too, that you bring that up because there are the shadow banning and gatekeeping that happens. And, you know, you put up some really great content and you're like, wait a minute, how can only like 20 people saw this? Like, what the fuck? You want to talk about war on your mental health as a <laughs> cannabis content creator? Like, imagine putting your whole heart and soul into something, knowing that it's good. Like, knowing that it, it, if you weren't shadow banned, and, and other people will validate you too. And I'm not even talking about me. I see it with my friends all the time and me too. But like knowing you have this piece of content that you're about to put out and that if you weren't shadow banned would be so successful and gain so much good attention and would do so well that flops harder than you can even comprehend how it's doing it. And then try to tell yourself it's not you. It's the <laughs> algorithm. Like it's so invalidating. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, and oftentimes I just have to put it out there and then turn it all off and just walk away and just like, it's good. I know it's good. Somebody's going to email me and thank me for it. And if one person says I needed to hear that, then I win. I'm not playing the social games. Yep, exactly. Uh, yeah, that stuff sucks. And the toxicity of social that you mentioned. I mean, not only is it this war with ego, you know, I, I'm like, thank God I'm a cannabis consumer because I'm able to like meditate my way out of a mm. freaking anxiety attack. Right. Same. And also. <laughs> so tell me, you're bringing on new content creators. Like, what can we do to help grow the platform? Because obviously, you know, just like a dating site, you need there to be a lot of fish in that sea to make it worth we your do. while. We do. I've got a few things I would ask for anybody who's interested. Number one, give us your feedback of what's wrong. We are here for it and we're ready for it because we are expanding more rapidly and readily than we ever have. Um, and since we are a smaller community, just know that 90% of people who experience a problem won't say anything and 10% will and they're angry about it. So we need more of that 90% to be like, hey, I'm going to let them know so that they know 
so that it gets fixed because it's a small community, you know? Our 10% of people that are saying something is, is much smaller than like YouTube, who knows what all of their problems are the second they make an update because everybody's like, hey, there's a problem, girl, and you need to fix it. Yeah. Um, and I else? also heard you say, please be constructive with your feedback. We're growing. and <laughs> Very much so that. Um, second thing I would love for help for would just be more content creators, more viewers. If you love cannabis content, uh, I, I ask everybody I know to like on your Wednesday sessions, if you know, when you're seshing for like an hour or two, take some time and watch some WeTube content. We do WeTube Wednesdays. Uh, a lot of people upload on Wednesday. I, I always go on the WeTube like every day, but Wednesday I dedicate like two to three hours of just watching content and engaging with the community and sharing content off of the platform as well. And then when WeTube Premium comes out in the very, very near future with a different name than that, but basically it's an ad-free platform, supporting by that if you can, because that's going to enable WeTube to remain a industry-neutral brand, which is important to us because we want to be able to give all the brands in the cannabis industry as well an equal opportunity and not give one person more of a voice because they can afford it. We want to be a community program before we want to be anything else. Okay. So how will that work? How is WeedTube making money with advertisers versus how the other social platforms are doing it? What makes your way different? So the way that we were doing it before uh, was just regular advertising. We have commercial advertising that we sell on the platform. We have banner ads somewhere on the space, like you mentioned, you know, filling up the bathrooms and all that stuff too. Like every nook and cranny of where it's appeasable to have a nice little ad, we would do. The pandemic wrecked us. We lost 75% of all of our advertisers. Uh, more than half of those closed their doors permanently. My heart goes out to them. Uh, the other half of those had to freeze their advertising budgets because, you know, the pandemic was rough. So we were supported by donations from our users, which we're so grateful for. And that allowed us to stay to where we are now. And we just, uh, as of this week, quite literally, this has been the first time I announced this, we obtained a great amount of funding to uh, improve WeedTube in several ways that we've always wanted to. And uh, th the model moving forward is to try to become a community-supported platform primarily. Right on. Okay, so the premium play... Um, becomes very important. So we want the cannabis community to support this channel just like they do their Amazon Prime or their Netflix or anything else. Very much like their Netflix and knowing that their money is going towards several different things. The, when we when we can support the platform, every level above that, we want to be supporting um, social equity programs in cannabis. We want to be supporting, we just did an event called Canifer Climate. It was our first community-based event where Stoners all over the world went out the day after 420 and cleaned up a uh, area of their little local community. And um, that was a wonderful way for WeedTube to bring the community together to give back. And so we, we want to do more things like that as well to show the rest of the world like, hey, this is what a group of stoners will do together. Yeah, I think it's good to give the culture some visibility in the community doing acts of service. Absolutely. So, you know, if you do that kind of a thing, slap on a T-shirt with a, a cannabis logo or saying on it and go out and do your good deeds and, and show everybody the, the kinds of humans that us cannabis consumers are. Change some perceptions. It's very, that's, I mean, that's honestly, I think, uh, do you believe everything happens for a reason, Joe? Can we get a little, like, Oh, deep? you can get an amen from me on that one. Absolutely. So I believe that any of us that feel 
called to advocate for, enable and influence on the topic of cannabis. I believe all of us have like a responsibility to it as well. And so it all just kind of like ties in together, if that makes sense, you know? Absolutely. I mean, Mama Cannabis mm. is a wonderful guide. And um, I tell people all the time, cannabis is my co-pilot. I become mm. a better human every day because of my relationship with cannabis. And I am a kinder and gentler soul <laughs> because of cannabis. Same and also. Yeah, same. Definitely kinder and gentler. <laughs> kinder and gentler also because of like, life th teaching you really hard lessons, you know, like as, as it does. Um, so yeah, cannabis and life just molding me into a much better person. Yeah. Well, speaking of, because I start thinking about other entheogens when we speak of becoming a better, more connected human, what is WeTube doing to embrace, you know, the psilocybin community and things like that? I don't know. If, if we have an official stance on this, and I don't know that I can speak for, you know, like little disclaimer, the, opinion, the opinions of Aaron Richard are not the opinions of the WeTube as a whole, but this, I would say I am pro cybacillin in every way. So please welcome yourself right on over to that reality, in my opinion. But well, again, I mean, it's a great place to be if it's, you know, a sensor free platform where you're as good as the the content you put out and and you know speaking of advertising it so if i want to get people over to weedtube to start watching my content what's your advice to me as a content creator be the best content creator you can on any other platforms and send direction there whenever possible and that just stems from also like when I started on YouTube, I did not just upload videos and expect thousands of people to watch them. I uploaded videos. I then cut those videos apart into different entertaining medias to fit different social media. So on Twitter, I would special clip it up that I think Twitter people would enjoy it this way. And if I talk about celebrities, I'll tag them in it. They'll see it. They'll reply. They'll share on Instagram. Uh, same thing, cut like or like taking a great picture of yourself and being like, hey, just upload a new video, working with what the platform and that algorithm is for that platform, working on all the other platforms to build your following in one place is the same anywhere you go. And it's the same for WeTube. Okay, so do you have the little iconography that we can put on our site where we have all of the other social handles we've got our little you know bird for twitter and the little camera square for instagram have you created those things for weedtube to send all your content creators i am gonna write what you just said down awesome do that okay. there was something someone, else I that i on my team sorry i know someone on the team is watching this i i we gotta do that that's such a good idea Joe. thank you like the best idea now the other thing that i advise people is you always need to be posting all of your own things on your own dedicated website. Because if you had 190,000 subscribers and that was the only place you were putting all of your eggs was in the YouTube basket, you literally lost everyone overnight. So I did. I did. Shit, That's exactly so what happened. Again, if any of you are listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this is super important. So like I've built out casuallybaked.com, you know, backslash blog is where all of the podcasts 
live for eternity. I'm constantly every week updating that website. So there's new content there. And then that way I can direct people to my social sites. But if shit goes down, I still have a foundation to build from. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Well, do you have any other advice for content creators before we wrap up? Yes, I do. I really do. Don't have expectations in in and this goes for everyone in life in general. Try to try to steer away from expectations and be grateful for what comes your way. I find in content creation a lot that people expect because they make a certain kind of content that other people in that realm are automatically supposed to like work with you. And you just can't go into things expecting that. You can go into things trying to be people's friends and respecting their content and vice versa. But Avoid ego and content creation relationships as much as possible. Collaborate. Do not compete. That is my best piece of advice I could give anyone. Yes. Yeah. Comparison is a creativity killer. Very much so. And And I I don't consume a lot of other cannabis content because I know there are a lot of us out there and we all have our own flavor and flair to what we're putting out into the world. And I just feel like sometimes we absorb other people's ideas, whether we think we do or not, and things start looking and sounding the same. And to me, that's boring as shit. So I'm just like, I don't know what anybody else is doing, but this is my little niche. Sure. Absolutely. And it's a good niche. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) So tell me how good you are at rolling joints. Terrible. Blunts, better than anybody. Joints, can't do one. Okay. Can. I can, but it's they're not great. All right. Well, I'm looking for teachers for Roll With Me, sponsored by OCB Rolling Papers. So they don't make blunt wrappers. So you're not going to be on that show. Dang yeah. When, whenever, you, whenever you get a blunt wrap sponsor, <laughs> call me. You got it. You got it. Yeah. All right, Mr. Gay Stoner. What's going on for Pride Month over on WeedTube? Well, I'm so proud that over half of my team that works on the WeedTube identifies within the LGBTQ plus community. So our very existence is a celebration of pride as a company. (laughs) I'm not sure of many other cannabis related companies that can say the same. But we are putting the LGBT categories of the website right on the front page of the website for the whole month. And we'll also be running a month long campaign for donations to the Trevor Project, which helps homeless LGBT youth. Very nice. And is that a national organization or is it local to Denver where you are? Yeah, it's a national organization. They're, they're probably one of the best known ones. Well, and I didn't know about them. So I bet a lot of other people don't either. Yeah, go check them out. I've raised money for them for my birthday in June every year for the past like four or five years. I think we've raised over $10,000 in total. Awesome organization. Yeah. Very rewarding. I'm glad you do that. And thank you now for letting us know about it. Yeah. Thanks again for your time, Aaron, and for hanging out on the podcast. Now, if people want to connect with you on social channels, how can they find you specifically? Yeah, just search Aaron Richard. My name is spelled a little weird. It's A-R-E-N-D, as in dog, Aaron Richard, and it'll come up. All right. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for your time and for what you are doing for cannabis content creators. I promise to be more diligent about using and promoting weed to myself. And I hope the uh, podcast listeners will do the same. So thanks, everybody, for hanging out. Thank you, Joe. I I, uh, also promise to keep making weed to the best it can be for you, honestly. Boom.
I love it. I'll hold you to it. Okay. <laughs> if you're a cannabis content creator, be an early adopter and support the community by starting a WeedTube channel. I did, and I already have my first nine subscribers. And if you're a member of the Casually Baked Tribe, I look forward to connecting with you on WeedTube. And be sure to tell your other favorite cannabis podcasters, brands, and names in the biz that you want to see them on the WeedTube. If you're inspired to support the cannabis creative community, please subscribe for free to Casually Baked the Podcast on your favorite listening app iPhone users, please rate and review Casually Baked on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And when you're out in the wild being a good human, rep the modern cannabis culture. Find a link in the Podcast 190 show notes to get your Casually Baked summer tees and tanks, hats and hoodies. Thanks for being a high vibe representative of the cannabis culture. And thank you for doing your part to puff puff, pass it on. Casually Baked the Podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has canna conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects network.